You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9.15 or 11 here at 847 York Street. Good morning. Oh, it's great to see everybody here in the room. I had a chance to kind of move through the room earlier on and talk to some people who are here for the first time since COVID. Uh, We're back in the room in September, and so thank you for braving it and coming out, and I think you'll find that we've taken a lot of safety precautions. Uh, Today, after the service concludes, we're going to kind of step out a little bit um, and have personal prayer. If you'd like to receive personal prayer, our personal prayer team will have uh, shields on, masks on, gloves on, and uh, if you're not comfortable, that's okay. Tell them, I want prayer, but I'm going to stand two meters, and if you are comfortable with that particular personal protection, uh, we're going to leave that up to you. We believe that uh, we're moving forward with safety, but uh, ultimately you decide that and uh, take part at the level you'd like to take part in. Wow, thank you to the worship team this morning. What a great job. Go ahead and thank them. And uh, man, I just got to know... I just got to know what's in there. It's an empty box. It's like, it's got to be voodoo magic or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, there's a receipt in there. $116.20. Anyway, I, 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 uh, I just had to look and see what that uh, drum in a box was all about. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I'm really excited about our series, Retrofit Your Faith. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. This is part three today. Next week is part four. I want to talk about retrofitting your faith for healing. And, uh, man, it's going to be a great time next week uh, online and here in the room as you tune in. Uh, just uh, my faith is personally stirred. I believe we're in a day of miracles. And uh, we have a family Sunday after that. We'll continue our series, Retrofit Your Faith. I want to talk about Retrofit Your Faith for finances, uh, your personal finances. And uh, we're believing for a $300,000 miracle. Actually, that number is growing a little bit to uh, take care of the issue that we have uh, with our heating. I explained that a few weeks ago. And uh, I just appreciate those of you that are standing with us and believing God as God speaks to you. And you can give online. It's called Building Fun. And you can just make a donation there as God speaks speaks to you and leads you. Retrofit your faith. Um, you know, there's uh, some gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're just powerful. They're great, and they outline them in the New Testament. One of them uh, is the gift of knowledge, the word of knowledge, and God will drop in to somebody's heart something that he didn't know, they couldn't have known, except it's God speaking, and uh, God will do that in a meeting. I'm, I'm going to just call out three conditions here in a moment. I believe there's people either online or here in the room that God wants to heal. You don't have to receive uh, prayer. Uh, you just, if you hear uh, your condition and this is something you've been dealing with, you'll sense just in your own heart like, oh my goodness, uh, that's what I'm dealing with. How did, how did the pastor know that? And uh, we believe that as you hear what God is saying, God reveals it so he can heal it, just to stir faith that he cares about you. Um, I believe there's someone uh, either, again, online or in the room with a knee condition. 
Um, I don't know the details of the knee condition. I do believe it's the left, but let's not limit the healing. If you have a right knee condition, go ahead and grab your healing for that. Uh, God's reaching out to you right now with the word of knowledge. Um, it's a knee condition. I think there's some torn cartilage. I think it's the left side. Um, and I don't know if this is a separate condition, but the same left, the foot. Uh, there's a foot injury. Um, I, I don't. I hear car accidents, so I don't know if it was a car accident situation. You're still dealing with that. If that's you this morning, let somebody know in a green shirt that uh, that's me, and go ahead and. You're, you're, you're being healed right now, just in faith. He's reaching to you with the word of knowledge. You take hold of that. If you're online, and that's you online today, would you just type in the box right now, I'm taking my healing of whatever condition, and you can help us understand what's happening. I believe there's a lady, uh, again, let's not gender um, restrict this, but I do believe there's a lady with diverticulitis. I had to look that up, man. I, I don't even know if I said it right. Abdominal issues and, and, uh, and intestinal issues and uh, diverticulitis. If you're suffering from that, uh, I believe that God is uh, speaking uh, right now, calling that out because He wants to heal you, and it doesn't. He, you came in with it; He wants you to go out without it. And so we're just uh, believing that today. As you hear those conditions, uh, God is stirring; He's reaching to you with healing. Go ahead and take it and be healed. In the name of Jesus. Shield and arrows, part three. I'm stirred this morning. Here we go. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Uh, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confessions in the presence of many witnesses. Father, I thank you that we can take hold of your hand today that's reaching to us, even as Frankie reminded us of that very famous painting, The Hand of God. Lord, that was really what we talked about last week. And as you're reaching today for healing, you're reaching to stir faith. You're reaching today to stir people to come and stand stronger in their faith as we retrofit our faith today. Thank you, Lord, for many signs, wonders, following the preaching of the word. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen online today. Um, and so this life of faith is amazing. Can I just tell you that? It's exhilarating. It's exciting. And the Bible here in this verse uses the word good. But in English, it loses something because in English, right, Gray, in English, we say something's good, then the possibility is that there is a good, better, and a best, right, in English. But in, in the Bible language, this word good is as good as it gets. This is the top of the ladder, good. We're fighting a good fight of faith. The Bible uses the word good, and it means beautiful, excellent, uh, eminent, surpassing, precious, first choice. In other words, that's not a hair cutter place. That's first choice in our lives that we would say that the life of faith is my first choice. It's not my second choice. I'm not enduring it. I'm not just putting up with it. No, I get to first choice live a good a life of faith with Jesus in relationship with him. It's a good life. Say good. Well, you know, uh, it, 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 uh, it's not always that way for some people. I'll come back to that in a minute because we have to look at this other word, and that's the word fight. Fight. A good fight of faith. The life of faith is good, and there is a fight associated with it. Again, the English word here is a little bit different. But let me help you understand it. If I were to say to the married couples in the room today, hey, you need to work 
on your marriage in order to have a good marriage, a first choice marriage, an exciting marriage, a wonderful, beautiful marriage, you'll have to put some work into that marriage. And, and the marriages in the room that have healthy, healthy relationship would know what that means. And they would put the work into their relationship and they would go, we do it because marriage is good. Marriage is awesome. Marriage is beautiful. That doesn't mean it's without uh, difficulties, not without its moments uh, that we have to press and work and, and and kind of go after it, but it doesn't take away from it being good and exciting, and healthy relationships would understand that. But I've been with some married couples, and I've said, hey, you've got to fight for your marriage. And they go, Pastor, we know what you mean. We fight every single day, and it doesn't seem to be helping, but we get it. We're fighting for our marriage. <laughs> yeah, some of you will get that. So if you understand how I'm kind of, kind of building this out today, that I, I've met Christians as we fight the good fight of faith. I've met some Christians along the way in my journey. As they talk about the life of faith, man, I'll tell you, they're like, they're like the fighting couples describing marriage. That's how they describe their relationship and this life of faith. They, you know, they're just enduring it. They're kind of putting up with it, hoping any moment Jesus is going to come back and rescue them. And, uh, man, they just talk like this, this life with Jesus is so hard. Bless God. Bless his holy name. So hard. I've never felt so beat up in my life. Praise. Praise be to Jesus. Pretty sure the devil beat me up bad this week, and he's winning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've met them, and I've met them. And, man, I'll tell you, the scriptures declare right here that it's a good life of faith. It is good, just like marriage is good. We're retrofitting our faith today. I want you to have a, a good life of faith. It is, we're gonna talk about the fight working on, retrofitting, we're working on going deeper, we're working on expanding the uh, foundation of our faith, but I'm telling you today, it is rewarding, it's exciting, it doesn't get better than this, and it's my first choice, and I want it to be your first choice today, a life having trust and dependence on Jesus for everything that is impossible in our life because he said he wants to make it possible. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what we're saying amen to this morning. Go ahead. If you're going to clap, you got to do it. Go ahead. Commit. I think we had two people. Commit to it. There we go. Aaron, was that you, buddy? Did you try to, you started the power clap this morning? Aaron's my best, uh, my son Aaron, my best uh, cheerleader. I love it, Aaron. Thank you. Take hold, the verse goes on that if we fight a good fight of faith, it goes on to say that you'll take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. When we build, when we retrofit our faith, our relationship, our trust with Jesus, learning to walk on the water, taking his hand, all of the things that we're learning in this series, literally we take hold, say take hold. It's the identical word from last week that when we receive something from the Lord, if you received a healing today, you received his presence today, he was reaching to you, you reached out, and I told you that the word receive in the Bible is it's being extended, but you have to take it. It's being extended, but you have to take it. That's the word receive in the New Testament. And so it says here that literally 
We take the hand of eternal life. When Jesus came into you, when you made confession of faith, that's why we ask you to raise your hand or type it in the box. If uh, you've made a, a decision recently to be a Christ follower, we ask you to do that because the scriptures say here, as we do that in a public fashion, or maybe for you it was in a water baptism service and in your video and you told everybody, I want to be a Christ follower. When you did that, the life of Jesus came into you and you took hold of his life. The Bible says the abundant life. In Greek, the Zoe life. And it doesn't wait until we die and go to heaven. It begins the moment you took hold of that eternal life and it begins to work in you by faith. By faith. Our faith. So when we fight the good fight of faith, we take hold of that eternal life, that power of the Holy Spirit that begins to work in and through us. Now, as it works in and through us, Ephesians chapter 6 talks to us about some armor and dressing for success, dressing for a victorious life in this life of faith. And this morning, I, I, I could easily take you down through the, all the pieces of the armor. It's a good study. If you haven't done it, I would encourage you to do it. We're not going to do it this morning. I just want to look at one piece, one piece of the armor, and it's in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Say every battle. Every battle. Every battle. Listen, we're fighting some battles. We're fighting battles for healing. We're fighting battles for uh, uh, resources, uh, a battle with a big giant number for our church for this heating system retrofit. We're, we're fighting some battles, but I need you to understand this morning that the Bible uh, is very clear. You're not fighting the devil for your healing. You're not fighting the devil for resources. That's a, it's not like he's holding your healing and you've got a pride out of his hand. Come on, you've got to hear this this morning. There is a battle. It's every battle we need this shield of faith as we're going to talk about this this morning. But the battle is the battle for your faith. It's the battle for you to stand firm in your trust in God. The enemy doesn't hold your healing. There's only one thing that can stop our healing or the miracle, and that is if the enemy can convince you to disconnect your faith. If he can get you to have unbelief and doubt, then what happens is he unplugs you from that life flow that in our relationship with Jesus, that life flow begins to wane. That life flow begins to be less and less because unbelief and lack of faith begins to disconnect us. You're not fighting for a healing, but you are in a battle. A battle to maintain your thoughts, maintain a strong faith, maintain a dependence in God's word. We're fighting for our faith. Everybody tracking with me this morning? All right, we're retrofitting faith. In every battle, you will need, absolutely imperative, you will need, in some versions it says, and above all else, take up the shield of faith. You're going to deal with some fiery arrows, and we'll get there this morning. The enemy, we want to stop the arrows of the enemy. We want the life flow of God, that eternal life flow, in us and through us. Shields and arrows. Shields and arrows. That's the context. I hope you'll understand and be able to retrofit your faith this morning. Israel's first king was King Saul. 
He was a mighty, mighty warrior king. He's not the king uh, in some movies that's on his big horse, surrounded by a garrison, well protected, and yelling out the orders like an armchair quarterback. No, he's a mighty, mighty warrior king that is is battle, he's battle uh, experienced, he's out fighting, he can wield a sword better than anyone else, He, he leads by example, and he is a warrior, warrior king. In the closing verses of the book of 1 Samuel, we're going to read of Saul's final battle, and it's not a good fight. It's not a good fight. He and his sons are in battle with their arch enemies, the Philistines. Let's pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 31. It says, The battle was hot and heavy around Saul, and the archers got his range and wounded him badly. Sometimes when we think about warfare and archery, we kind of think about maybe more contemporary history. And, you know, when we watch Western movies with cowboys and Indians and the Apaches shooting their arrows, and it's kind of close very close up, close proximity archery warfare. That wouldn't be the case here in the scriptures. It'd be more like medieval times when the archers are using long bows and they're launching volleys of arrows into the opponent battlefield, 100, 200. Uh, some, some history writers write that it wasn't... Um, as far as six and 700 yards, uh, and the arrows aren't as effective, and you can't find the range, but to intimidate, to intimidate the enemy, they would uh, fire volley hundreds of arrows in the sky at one time. You'd have to get under your shield and make sure that you're not getting, not getting hit by arrows. The battle was hot and heavy. The archers got his range. And what would happen is once the archers, um, you know, they'd be literally aiming almost for an angle to get it to where the uh, opponent battlefield was, uh, there's no sights involved. You know, it's instinctive shooting. And once the call, the caller would say, you're in range. The battle was hot and heavy, and they found the range. I don't know about you, but... I've been in some battles that are hot and heavy, just dealing with some life. COVID, for me, has been hot and heavy. I've got days where I just close my eyes and go, it can't really be happening. This seems like a dream. I don't know if you've experienced that. And I can be in my office or be somewhere where I'm not having to wear a mask and and some hours can go by. And then I have to get out of the car and go into a store. And, you know, it's like rude awakening. Oh, yeah, worldwide pandemic. Suicide rates are up everywhere as people are struggling, struggling because the battle of life is hot and heavy. And the enemy fires arrows, and these arrows that he fires on us are arrows into our thought life. God doesn't care about you. God's not going to come through for you. Why are you even bothering this whole life of faith? You look foolish. Why would you ever give in an offering that God might be speaking to you, a seed that he's going to cause finances to grow to you, or healing, or a relationship, or something impossible you're believing for? And while our kind of our guard is down, and the battle is hot and heavy, and, and uh, we just feel almost disconnected from the things of God in those moments, the enemy doesn't give up at that moment. Moment, I'm going to tell you, he's going to fire into your mind, fire into your emotions, and fire into your spirit thoughts and doubts and unbelief. And you have a decision 
of what you're going to do with those. He doesn't play by rules. He doesn't wait until you're feeling strong. He's going to fire. He's going to get your range. He's going to figure out where you are in that battle that's hot and heavy. And he's going to launch arrows. Archers got his range and wounded him badly. When you get hit with one of those accusations or a threat or an intimidation from the enemy, and you begin to entertain that and think about it, what begins to happen is that you begin to bleed out. Now, not literally bleed out, as we're going to see what happened to Saul, but when an accusation from the enemy hits, and we begin thinking about it, it begins to erode our trust. We begin to believe the lies of the enemy. Our mind, that battlefield of the mind, begins to, it gets hit. And that life flow, the eternal life that's in us through Christ, as we begin to question, as we begin to doubt, it's like our faith begins to leak out. In fact, we are bleeding out faith. You've experienced it. I, I've experienced it. I want to draw your attention as we retrofit our faith this morning. Saul said to his weapon bearer after they found his range in the heat of battle, he's wounded, he's bleeding out, draw your sword and put, it through, put me out of my misery, lest these pagan pigs come and make a game out of killing me. His weapon bearer wouldn't do it. He was terrified. And so Saul took the sword himself and he fell on it. This is not a good fight. I'm just saying, like, this is not a good fight. An arrow did find its way, and it hit Saul. We're not sure by the way the Scriptures are outlined whether or not it was fatal or mortal arrow. We just know he was bleeding. And in the heat of battle, he made a decision that the enemy had won. He made the decision that the arrow that's causing him to bleed out would cause his ultimate death. And he made the decision to take his own life. Listen to me. The devil cannot take your faith. You, will not, you can't be separated from the love of God, the Bible says. What can separate me from the love of God? Neither height nor depth nor principality or power. I was talking about demons. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. But if the enemy can convince you to separate yourself and fall on your sword. And I've unfortunately in all these years of ministry have talked with people who have turned their back and said, it didn't work. I got hit with an arrow. I began to, uh, they, they began to listen to the lies and they don't realize that. And they fell on their own sword and said, I'm walking away from God or I'm walking away from church or I'm walking away from whatever. Saul made a decision because of the arrow finding its place that he was going to walk away. He was going to end it. He was sure this was, it was over. Not a good fight. In 1 Samuel, the story closes on Saul's death. And in 2 Samuel, a new book, it opens with David lamenting the loss of his king. And it gives us a very, very, very important lesson today. And, I, and what I want to teach you, shield and arrows, of how to retrofit your faith so that you don't find yourself hot and heavy in battle, and even if a lie of the enemy penetrates, that you're not going to give up, that you're going to stand up and say, he's not taking me down. I am not losing the fight. I am not losing the faith. I am going to stand firm. How do you do that? How do you do that? Here it is. It tells us, as David explains it, he says, because in that place, in that place, in what place? Listen to 2 Samuel 1, 22, 23. 
Jonathan's bow was bold. The bigger they were, the harder they fell. Saul's sword was fearless. Once out of the scabbard, nothing could stop it. Man, I felt that way, and you have felt that way. When our faith is strong, and we're believing God, and miracles have happened or are happening, man, give me the sword of the Spirit. Nothing can stop me. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Man, I, I've like, give me some, somebody will say, how are you doing, Pastor? And in those moments, I'm like, I'm doing so good. Give me some water to walk on, and I'll prove it. Bring me a dead person. Let's raise him from the dead. Man, I just, you know, just when your faith feels strong and you're trusting God and things are going good, and that's describing Jonathan and Saul. Saul and Jonathan, beloved, beautiful, together in life, together in death, swifter than plummeting eagles, stronger than proud lions. It doesn't sound to me, that sounds like a good fight to me. Say good fight. That sounds like the good fight. That sounds like they've got it all going on. Come on, his bow, bold. Bigger they are, harder they fall. This is amazing. This is exciting. This is incredible. Then what happened? Not yet, Aaron. Now what happened? <laughs> what went wrong? This sounds like a good fight. It goes on. This is the important principle. We've got to get these two, uh, we're three principles this morning. Because in that place, the place where everything seemed like it was going great, in that place, the shield of the valiant ones was defiled. The shield of Saul without an anointing with oil. Now, you've got to get this. Walk with me now as number one. We, we just unfold. I want to make sure as you retrofit your faith, as your faith remains strong, even in the heat of battle, should you get hit with an arrow, we're not going to do like Saul. Saul went into battle with a shield that wasn't rubbed with oil. Well, so the shields in that day were made with multiple layers, laminations of leather, laminate shields, many, many layers of leather. Before they would go into battle, they would literally massage in oil. Olive oil would be rubbed in and rubbed in and rubbed and massaged and rubbed in some more. And that leather would be made supple. It would be flexible. It would be usable. It strengthened it so that it was bendable, so that when the arrow would hit it, it would deflect. It would not find a, a, an air, a, a shield. that If it wasn't rubbed, it would be brittle. It would be dry. You know, when your faith gets dry, you need to get the oil of the Holy Spirit on your shield of faith because if an arrow comes and hits dry faith, if it hits dry shield as it did with Saul, it will penetrate and it will find its place where it, you will end up by being wounded. A shield not rubbed with oil is useless in battle even if you sense high faith in your life. The Bible says that our shield needs to be rubbed with oil. As hard as Saul fought, as determined as he was to overcome, he went into battle with a shield with faith that wasn't rubbed with oil. What am I talking about practically as we retrofit our faith today of a shield that's rubbed with oil. How do I rub oil into my faith? How do I massage oil into my faith? The scriptures tell us, tell us in, the new, uh, in the New Testament, and that rubbed with oil, there's another word in some of your translations that's there this morning, his shield wasn't anointed 
with oil. It just practically means rubbed with oil. Anointed. Anointed is a Bible word uh, that's used from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. And it's the understanding, symbolic of the Holy Spirit's power and presence being rubbed into my life. Where we literally marinate marinate so that we're ready for the battle of our faith. The Holy Spirit will inspire your faith. That's why we want you to come uh, into the room on Sunday or online with us. We, we enter into worship, and the Holy Spirit's presence is here, and it begins to build and stir, and I'm feeling some strength. My shield of faith is getting oiled, and I'm feeling like I can, I can enter into the battle of faith. And we don't want to miss that. And it says in Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk on wine. Or in other words, don't be under the influence of wine, which leads to just debauchery, just crazy, stupid things we do. Instead, be under the influence of the Holy Spirit or be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can do great things. The evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, massaged with the Holy Spirit, marinated with the Holy Spirit, is that we're speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. This is an encouragement in our worship time at home and our worship time together that we are practicing the presence. We did a series on that. Bring that back to your memory. Where we come into the presence of the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures want us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and there's an initial time when our vessel of our life gets filled, and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And often, the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, this is for everybody, everybody who's a Christ follower. After we become a Christ follower, he invites us into a place where he says, I want to fill you with my Holy Spirit, baptize you like being dunked underwater, like water baptism, but being Holy Spirit baptized, being immersed, marinated, covered in the Holy Spirit. And the first time it's called in the Scriptures the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And often what happens is there's a, a speaking out in another language that we've never learned before. The Bible calls it tongues. Paul says in Corinthians that I pray in my mother tongue, but I also pray in my Holy Spirit tongue. He said I sing in my mother tongue, but I also sing in my Holy Spirit tongue. And these are ways that we begin to have the Holy Spirit move through our life, the anointing where we intentionally come under the rubbing of the oil into our life and into our faith. In fact, Jude 1:20 says this, "But you, beloved, build yourself up in the most holy faith. Strengthen yourself, build yourself." You know, rub the shield with oil. How do I do that? Praying in the Holy Spirit. I do this often. I try to do it every day. We're in the privacy of my prayer time with the Lord that I begin to pray in the language that God gave me when I was Holy Spirit baptized. And if that's never happened to you, we, uh, there's a link in your notes today, and you can go, and it's a video of our, one of our seeds classes that we teach, and most or all of you have probably gone through that in the room, and if you haven't, uh, we're just giving you that link, and you can watch that one video called How to Be Baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will love that video, or if it's been a long time for you, just go revisit that video. Watch it this week. Stir yourself up and get that Holy Spirit flow. Say flow. 
by speaking and worshiping and praying, practicing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are all ways that we build ourselves up in the most holy faith, rubbing our shield of faith with oil. It's for everybody. I was talking to a, a lady here from our church a couple of weeks ago, and she said, Pastor, I was in my car praying, and she said, I just have these times where people's faces will come into my mind, and I haven't really thought of them, but all of a sudden now I'm thinking of them, and I just figured I was supposed to pray for them. I go, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. It's so good. She's just new to the faith and new to these principles, and the Holy Spirit's teaching her these things, and she goes, I was really praying. Like, I just felt caught up in the moment and praying, and all of a sudden this language came out of me that I've never prayed for. I think I was baptized in the Holy Holy Spirit, and I spoke in tongues. I go, yes, yes, you did. Pretty hard to mistake that. I was so excited for her. Again, just link it to your notes today. If that's something new, you want more information about that. The scriptures go on. Number two, we want to oil Oil, you see how important that is to keep your faith oiled? We're people of the Holy Spirit here at Harvest. Dry faith doesn't work. Dead faith doesn't work. Stale faith doesn't work. Come on. Vibrant, living, Holy Spirit anointed faith is what keeps us in the battle. It goes on to say, because in that place, I didn't hear any amens. Can I just hear one? I'm preaching so, I'm preaching, I'm preaching way better than you're amening. And, and uh, that's an old joke, I know. Brunch. Because in that place, it says zero, zero, zero there. I'm up out of time, aren't I? All right. Push, push quickly this last point, and our team's going to come up in just a moment. Because in that place, the shield of the valiant ones was defiled, the shield of Saul without anointing oil. No fresh oil in a shield, but a shield was defiled. What does that mean? It means that the blood of past battles was still on his shield. I've got to say it again. The blood of past battles, Aaron, Aaron, honey, was still on his shield. Oftentimes we have stepped out in faith and there's been unanswered prayer. Or an arrow has hit us. We've bled. Or we've been in a battle and it's just we're battle weary. And it just happens. As we go through battles, and thankfully it's not a battle every day, but there's seasons where the battle's hot and heavy around us. And you need unanswered prayer specifically, I, just for the sake of time today, and maybe I can unpack some more of this next week as we look at healing and believing God for miracles of healing. But you need to stand on God's word even though your shield is defiled with the blood of a battle, your own blood, or the blood of a situation that you were praying for. You've got to get good with that. And getting good with that just isn't going, oh, well, I guess God is God, and he just decided not to heal that person. We're going to talk about this a little bit next week, that there are casualties of war. We are in a very real warfare, and there is a very real enemy, and sin is real in the world. God created a world. Sin entered it by man's rebellion, and it doesn't work the way it should. And unanswered prayer, quite honestly, is a mystery. But in the mystery of it, it's not to try to logically figure it out where the blood is on our faith, the, the, uh, something, the casualty that we've, of war that we've gone through, and we don't deal with it. How do you deal with it? You have to deal with it with going back, not to the circumstance and rehearsing, the disappointment in your life, but rehearsing what the Word of God says about it. 
Ephesians 5.26, he said he made the church holy by the power of his word, and he made it pure by the washing of water. God's word will literally wash you. It will wash your mind. And even though the circumstance is real, God can wash it from your shield of faith so that it doesn't defile you. I've gone into battle with past experiences still on my shield, and quite honestly, what will happen is this. You won't press into faith. You won't, you'll, a part of your mind is saying, well, he didn't heal that time. Why would he heal this time? And the enemy will use it. And some of us in the room, some of us online this morning, you've got blood on your shield of faith, and you need to get into God's word where God speaks about the truth of what God says as opposed to the fact of what your circumstances have told you. Wash your shield of faith. Lastly this morning, hey honey, how are you? You're so gorgeous. I love how you worship God. Thank you for always worshiping wholeheartedly. You need to fire your arrows. <laughs> you need to fire your arrows. You know in the movie, you know in the movies where the, you, you like, Christina loves the action-packed shoot 'em up shows. I'll say to her, do you want a sappy Hallmark movie tonight or do you want a shoot 'em up show? Shoot 'em up, adventure. She didn't like the sappy. I like sappy Hallmark. I like the sappy Hallmark ones. So there's always the scene where the good guys, the bad guys, gunfire is being exchanged. The civilian's got his hands over his ears and his eyes shut really tight going, ah! And the good guys are going, get down! Get down! Because they're going to, and you, we predict it, right? Oh, that guy's getting killed. Look at him. With eyes closed, screaming, he's getting killed. And, and get down! And then one of the good guys goes, cover me! And he makes a run for it, right? To, 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 get, to, get, to get around so they can flank him. And what, what do the other guys do? What do the other good guys do when he yells, cover me? Cover him. How do they do that? They shoot like crazy. Don't you watch these movies? They shoot like crazy. Bam, 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 bam. To distract the enemy so they can't shoot. You need to fire back. You need to shoot your arrows. Look at this. It says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's bow is bold. The bigger they are, the harder they fell. Protect Psalm 64 verse 1. Protect my life from my enemy's threats. That's what they are. They're simply threats. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their words like arrows. They shoot from ambush. You won't see it coming. At the innocent, I don't deserve this right now. I know you don't. Either do I. It's not fair. I know. Shoot back. Quit complaining. Shoot back. <laughs> Attacking suddenly and fearlessly. When we do what Jesus did was the enemy confronted him in the wilderness. Jesus just responded. He didn't, he didn't Instagram the devil back. Hey, devil, I put you on notice, and you're not winning this battle. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He put into the atmosphere the word of God. He put into his own hearing the word of God. It is written. You need to shoot the arrows of God. In every battle, you need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows. Say fiery. Some of you, those fiery arrows land and you're watching them burn. Oh, look at that. Yeah, maybe God doesn't want to heal me today. Yeah, I have a foot condition and it even was a car accident, but that couldn't have been me. That must have been somebody else. <laughs> Just watching it burn. Don't watch the arrow shield up and fire back the word, the word of God. Say God's word. Don't entertain them. Don't consider the enemy's word. It is written. 
Why? Psalm 64, verse 7, and I'm done. God, aren't you glad I'm done because you're standing here waiting for me to be done? God himself will shoot with his arrows, suddenly striking them down. When you speak God's word out over a situation, you are allowing God to shoot his arrows back at the enemy, and then the enemy is stuck. He's pinned down, and he'll stop firing them at you. Why? Because your shield is rubbed with oil. It's washed clean, and you're shooting back the Word of God. Hey, just before we go today, I just want to ask if there's anyone in the room or anybody online today, if you've never made the decision to be a Christ follower, if you've never made the decision to turn your life, the Bible says we're all going our own way. We've all sinned. We're all separated from God. We've turned our back on God, but He's never turned His back on you. He's waiting for you. He's extending salvation to you today. If you've never received forgiveness of sin and eternal life coming in to your life, I'd like to lead you in a short prayer here in the room and online today. Together, let's all pray this prayer together as I know there will be those praying this for the first time. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me, extending forgiveness, extending love, extending eternal life to me. I receive it today. I don't go my own way any longer. I journey with you. Amen. Hey, if you prayed a simple prayer like that, we believe you're born again, just put it in the box. I prayed that prayer. If you're in the room, tell somebody in a green shirt today, hey, I prayed that prayer. We have something we want to give you. We want to pray and continue praying. There are needs. Would you stand with us this morning? Christina's going to help us and pray with some deeds today uh, of some people that have asked for prayer. Yeah, we just need to believe and cover people. Um, you know, I saw on Facebook this morning, Angel O'Farrell is in the hospital in Ottawa. And she had some issues, yeah. but she was heading into emergency surgery for neck and back this wow. morning. Okay. And we just want to make sure we cover her. Tammy asked for um, prayer for Frannick this morning. He's facing some battles, and we need to cover him in prayer come on, come on. that the doctors can find out what's going on. So let's pray for them, for Lucy, for her back pain. Shannon Jarvis healing for her neck. Let's just begin to cover these people come in prayer. On, come on. Father, we pray this morning, oh, Jesus, God. Yes. We pray come for on. Frannic, we fire God. the arrows. We cover him in prayer this yes. morning, Father. Yes. We call down the heavenlies and we say, Frannic, in Jesus' name, we pray healing come over on. you this healing. morning. Healing. God, for Angel O'Farrell, if she's in if she is in surgery right now, God, protect the doctors, cover them, cover that, that operating room, yeah. God, yeah. and bring healing to her, Father. We pray for Lucy this morning for her back pain, God, for Shannon Jarvis for her neck, God. We pray continual prayer over Ted, God, that whatever this yeah, issue come is, on. God, we pray come complete on, come on. healing yes, over Lord. Ted healing, this healing morning, of this heart. God. There yes, will not so be God. one yes, more so God. There will not be one more incident, God, for he is healed in the name of Jesus, yes. Father. We cover him with healing this morning, God. Jesus. We pray for Ted, Father, just bask in him. Pray, yep, God, yep. just heal him, yep. God. We're praying for Kimberly. Um, for to be restored in her walk with you, Jesus. Yes. All things are possible. All things are possible. God, Come pray on. For Kayla for her cousin's heart transplant. Yes. Give wow. her a new heart, God. Yeah, come Not on, new, new heart. heart. But a heart for you, Jesus. Yes, For a new yes. heart for you yes. this morning, Jesus. We're praying for neck and shoulder pain and for a grandson, God. We pray for all these needs of Jesus. this morning, God. For all those online that we have not been able to hit every single one, God, you saw them. 
God, and you know them. Yes. And God, you can heal them. Yeah, and Father, we pray so for God. all the needs in this house. God, we pray for the needs of our city, our city, God, for mental health. I just, yes. mental health, God, this morning. Yes. God, I pray over Rescue those people. minds. God, Rescue them. I pray them. that you'll just pull them out of yes. their lives. Yes, God, even pour in something yes. new, God. Break suicide in Jesus' name. In the battles yeah. of people struggling, yes. struggling with mental health. Oh, God. Jesus, we give you all these prayer requests. Yes. And all those prayer requests online, God. And yeah. We just pray, God, that you will just um, move in just like you do. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's just give it a clap out. Amen. Because you know what? Have it a great week. Yep. It's already done, so let's just stand with all these people. Amen. If you have a prayer request, remember to send it in an email or a text or call the church and leave a voicemail, but we want to pray with you. We sure do. Our giving. I think everybody knows we love to give. Yeah. There's three ways you can give. The drop box on the way out. You can give online. You can text any amount to 84321, or you can go online to harvest hdfcormel.ca slash give and give your tithes this morning. Uh, we want to remember to register for next week. Yes. Our numbers are getting big. I'm yeah. downstairs. Okay. And there are people down there. Awesome. So, you know, the more you register, then we're going to open up to two services. But just yeah. encourage your friends and your families yeah. and your loved ones to just go online and register. Make sure you register. You can do that by going to hdfcormel.ca slash register. Okay. Make sure you register. I will. Social media, where do we keep our updates? Right on social media, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. Wow, you're doing good this I time. am. So remember, check our social media so you can get updates of everything that's happening here at Harvest because there's always something happening. Amen. Have an we amazing are- week. If you want personal prayer today, remember our personal prayer team people are going to personally pray. If that's Absolutely. something you would like this morning, come on up. Otherwise, God bless you. Have an amazing week. We love you so much. God we can't wait to Harvest. see you next week. Bye-bye.